I'm in the process of uh, writing my next quarterly presentation, and the quarterly presentation uh, should be finished and available on the network at the very end uh, of next week. Uh, and as part of that, I wanted to talk to uh, a, a number, three slides anyway that are in it. One, uh, one we won't show today uh, because it's an entirely new model. Uh, and it's a model of commodity prices, and the other ones are uh, two slides of, uh, of US corporate interest rates, uh, which are, are really important in, uh, as indicators for the, the strength of the, of the US equities market. Uh, firstly, commodity uh, prices and the model of that, the model of that uh, is based, it's a new model, um, which is in this quarterly, and it's based on the US budget deficit. And of course, I've said the US budget deficit is the largest since uh, the 1940s, and of course, that shows uh, a huge commodities boom uh, still ahead of us. Um, uh, so far, Australian export commodity prices, which is what's, in, uh, what's uh, being predicted in the model by US budget deficits, are up 43% from... Um, uh, the, the average level in 2019 and 2020, what the model shows is we can expect them to rise to a peak at least twice as high, at least twice as high as that, uh, as that level of increase. So that suggests that we wind up with an index, export price index around about 190 um, by the end of next year. So uh, uh, a number of you uh, have said to me um, that in, uh, or sent me emails or, or called and said, uh, well, you know, China's obviously, uh, you know, slowing down because of its property problems and, uh, and uh, so the commodity cycle is coming to an end and what we're into now is stagflation. Uh, and uh, no, in fact, what we are into is, is the beginning of a grand old-time huge commodities boom. And that commodity sperm will continue to strengthen right through next year uh, to the end of next year. Uh, we're not even remotely close to the end of that yet. Um, however, in spite of that uh, great pe uh, period of economic strength and prosperity which lies ahead of us, Australia, I thought I might talk uh, about areas to look for potential problems now, uh, in the US equities market. And one of the things I'd feared, uh, had feared all year until probably about three weeks ago, uh, was the uh, Biden Build Back Better. So, many, so much alliteration, so many Bs in one place. Um, uh, legislation because uh, it includes or had included significant increases in the corporate US corporate tax rate. The problem about the US corporate tax rate is, of course, if you put up US corporate tax rate, that uh, reduces uh, after-tax corporate earnings. Therefore, you would have a, had a slump in, uh, in US earnings. It's not just that. I think that what's been happening and some of the reason that uh, the earnings that we've seen reported are so good is because US corporations have been bringing their money home from Europe and other places. Um, uh, earnings that have been stored overseas, bringing them back and declaring them as domestic earnings. Uh, and, that, and that process would continue as long as you had the much lower 22% corporate tax rate, which would immediately come to an end when the corporate tax rate has gone up. So I feared that that could be the brick wall that the market was going to run into. But fortunately, what's been happening is uh, we've uh, seen the entry of the heroic 
uh, a Democratic senator from uh, Arizona, Kirsten Sinema. And Kirsten Sinema is, uh, is described, uh, perhaps not so lovingly, as a K Street politician. K Street is the place in DC where all the lobbyists uh, uh, are located, and lobbyists have a lot of uh, have a lot of campaign funds behind them. And Kirsten Sinema, uh, anyway, in her, verdict, in her voting record, is the most middle of the road between Republican and Democrats uh, in the whole US Senate, which means she's the most right wing, although that just means that she's in the middle of the voting pattern of the, of the Democratic senators. So her voting pattern is normally uh, to the right of um, uh, Joe Manchin, who's the senator from Western Virginia. So in reality, what she's done is she's negotiated a whole lot of campaign funds for a vote, for the kind of vote she would normally make, and she's declared the fact that she's going to uh, uh, she's going to stand firm and vote against any increase in corporate tax rates, and that means that uh, the, the bull market and U.S. equities can continue. Phew. Um, so uh, what to look for uh, in problems in the new uh, where to see problems in the new year before they. Uh, uh, begin. The first uh, is the uh, chart of the TED spread, uh, which you've got in front of you. You can actually look at this on your phone if you want to by putting into Google TED spread Fred, three words, and Google will show you this, uh, this chart from uh, and update it every day for you uh, from the Federal Reserve Economic Database. And the lower this spread is, the more money there is in the US uh, banking system. And the more money there is in the US banking system, the lower the level of volatility you will find in the US equities market. So when the US equity market takes a hit, if this measure is very low, as it currently is, uh, it's approaching the lowest level since 2005, as a matter of fact, um, uh, if that measure is very low, then all of this liquidity in the US banking system will absorb the shocks that are in the equities market and so uh, any surge in the VIX will quickly drop back to where it started from uh, as, as this liquidity absorbs the shock. So it's not until you see a tightening in this measure that you can expect any major sell-off to generate a sustained surge in volatility uh, in the market and therefore scare investors. So that's really, really important. Uh, the VIX is relatively low. It will stay low as long as this measure stays low, okay? So that's where you look to for stock market volatility in the US. The second one, and uh, probably the most important to the level of the stock market, certainly the Australian stock market as well as the US stock market, in this cycle, this measure has become increasingly important as the determinant for the level of the market. Matter of fact, all of those, it's been as important uh, in terms of model as both of those two things we're used to explaining stock markets in terms of which is grand old fundamentals of earnings per share and bond yield, this measure here which, which tells us about liquidity in the US equities market and the Australian equities market is, uh, is this is the most important I've ever seen this measure in any cycle since I've been in the business, okay? Uh, and you can find this by uh, going to uh, your phone uh, and putting in BAA spread Fred, and that will update that for you every day. Uh, and it will show you the, the uh, difference in yield between corporate grade US debt and, um, 
and US sovereign debt, the benchmark on the 10-year bond. So the lower this is, the more the liquidity there is in the US corporate market, there is in the US uh, corporate uh, wholesale market, and therefore the more liquidity there is available to buy stocks. That's really, really important. Now, one of the variables which drive this uh, drive this indicator, well, the one that best explains it uh, in the analysis I've done is, is uh, uh, corporate profit growth. So if corporate profit growth is high, then what will happen is that corporations will sell fewer corporate bonds and therefore the value of their corporate debt will rise relative to sovereign bonds and this, will, uh, this spread will narrow further and that will force up stock prices. Okay, so that's the other thing. Now, right now, uh, this, uh, the, the lowest this spread has been since, uh, uh, gee, this century is, uh, it fell to 1.56% 1, 1. uh, in January 2018. Uh, when I did this slide, it had fallen to uh, 167 basis points, which is uh, uh, 11 basis points higher than that. So it's low, uh, but it's still not equal to the lowest it's been this century. And it got to even lower levels uh, last century in the 1990s um, and uh, uh, both in the early and late 1990s. So it's possible for it to go significantly lower than this and that puts more liquidity in the market and drives it up. However, uh, there will come a time, sometime in this cycle, where the bull market must come to an end and you might get, be able to get a beat on that in two ways. You'll first see... Uh, the tightening of monetary, of monetary policy in the US banking system. So you'll see the, stead, the TED spread begin to rise, and uh, that's in the first slide, and therefore you'll see the market be more susceptible to more volatility. This will be gentle at first, but it'll, it'll continue. But the really important one is the corporate credit spread, uh, which is uh, the BAA spread. Uh, when you see that tighten, what you'll see is the result will be in both of my uh, model of the S&P 500 and my model of the ASX 200, is that fair value will then begin to fall independent of where earnings per share and bond yield are. So uh, these are my two indicators of, uh, of, uh, to look out for in the minefields and market ahead. But right now, uh, there's plenty of money in the US banking system, so volatility should be pretty low, should remain very low. There's plenty of money in the US uh, wholesale credit system, uh, so that is definitely supporting uh, 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 stock prices. And, um, and so as far as we see right now, our models uh, look very, very good for both US stocks and Australian stocks. And, uh, and the bull market continues. And that's the end of my comments. Thank you.